listening to the Smash Bros. Cast, episode 62. I'm your host, N64 Josh. My co-host and sparring partner is Nightcrawler. What's up, dude? Hey, how's it going? It is going well. We have a very special guest. Myron took ninth at Genesis. Dude is a crazy Olimar. What is going on? How are you? Uh, I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing pretty well. I actually just got back to the tournament I won yesterday. There you so go. Keeping up the grind. Always, uh, always trying to, have to get better as a player and get out there. But uh, how are you guys doing? Oh, doing good, man. Doing good. So before we get started, guys, if you want to get yourself a free book from Audible, go to audibletrial.com slash SBC. Pick up something awesome like Blood, Sweat and Pixels or Ready Player One. The chair I'm sitting in from OPC. Go to n64josh.com slash OPC. You automatically save $10 at checkout. All the chairs are $20 off right now and free shipping. It's about an $80 savings. So uh, I highly recommend these chairs. I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't recommend them if I if I didn't. Uh, really really love them so uh that's n64josh.com slash opc with that we'll jump over to our announcements All right. Well, we have a new call-in show happening Mondays. Uh, it's we don't have the exact time because it kind of just depends on when when crawler can get away. So, um, but I stream from 3 p.m. until uh, 10 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Mondays. We do viewer battles and we'll do that call-in show. So if you if you want to get involved on one of these shows, maybe you have some questions about uh, about some gameplay or things that you want to improve on, or uh, maybe you just have some some tips or advice that you'd like to share with the community, um, make sure to uh, join us live on Twitch and then make sure you're in the Discord, which is uh, n64josh.com slash Discord. And uh, we do all the calls through uh, through Discord. So it's it's a good time. Um, remember, coming up the second Saturday in March, we have our uh, um, the Smash Bros. Cast Tournament. Um, first prize is a $20 eShop card. Second prize, 10. And third prize is 5. And uh, we are doing that through Smash.gg. I will have the tournament up very soon so people can begin signing up, but it is a, it is a really good time. We had almost, almost 60 players last time. So it was, it was a lot of fun. And, uh, uh, with that, I think we're going to just jump right into our interview here with Myron. All right, Myron, let's let's talk a little bit about your history with Smash. Like what when did you start playing? Um all right, I I started playing competitively back in 2013 in April was my first tournament. Um you know, I played casually growing up all my life like Smash 4 Melee and even Brawl just like my friends and stuff, but I remember I stumbled onto Smash Boards one time like earlier in 2013 i was like oh there's a tournament five hours away from me that sounds fun <laughs> so i uh you know i got together with my best bud we drove up there and we got trashed <laughs> <laughs> i think that's the story of everybody at their first tournament right <laughs> how far did you say you had to drive five hours wow. Oh, wow. wow wow so like let's let's talk about that experience a little bit like what like were you going in thinking you were pretty good um, yeah, actually, I went in thinking I was, you know, the bee's knees, and, uh, you know, we went there, I was pretty good, you know, casually and all that, and I went there, and I went 1-2 that tournament, so I didn't go to, thankfully, I've never gone to 2 in, in, in any tournament, um, my friend went, he went 0-2, 
Uh, and then they had like an amateur bracket after that tournament where, um, you know, if you lost her early on enough, they'd let you in it. And he actually won the amateur bracket and I got third in it. Oh, wow. That's um, cool. So it was a fun time. That was actually probably a very interesting tournament. We, uh, you know, we drove up there in his like van or whatever that he had at the time. And we didn't know anybody, you know, it was all our first time. And his van broke down that night <laughs> in the parking lot. So we're in Gainesville five hours away from where we're at. And we can't get any help. We don't know anyone. So we just slept in the van that night. <laughs> and then, and then we woke up and we're like, all right, you know, and there was a auto parts store like in that plaza. So we went there and they checked out the battery and all that stuff. And then we were driving home and then about an hour out of our house or in our area, the belt broke on his van. So we pulled over again. And then at that point, his dad is like, all right, I'm going to come help you or whatever. And then, you know, we get back home and I was like, that was really fun. Let's do it again. <laughs> Make, makes and, for a good uh, story i guess right yeah yeah it does so you know now now i'm doing it all the time gotcha gotcha so who who was your main back then olimar still oh so you just you've st- I've been, stuck with him yeah no i i picked up olimar a few months uh it was during brawl a few months early in 2013 around january before i uh before i got the competitive because I was losing my friends casually. You know, I played Toon Link before that. I was like, oh, yeah, it's pretty fun. But they kept, like, trashing me. And I was like, all right, I don't want to lose anymore. And then I saw a video of a Japanese Olimar player in a tournament named Miyatono. And he was doing amazing. I was like, that's really cool. I can do that. So then I picked up Olimar. And ever since I've been stuck with him. Are you, a, are you a Pikmin fan then? No, actually. <laughs> um, I've only played Pikmin 1. And I played it on my stream at the end of 2017. as like a sub goal. And I'm totally impartial to it. I, I don't care for the series. <laughs> I just love how he plays in Smash. And I have my attachment to Olimar is solely like rooted in Smash Brothers. And I have no desire for anything. I, I think a lot of people, I mean, I, I picked up my first Fire Emblem game uh, just a couple, like a month ago. And I, I play Corrin and Roy. So, so I, yeah. I don't have any kind of attachment to, to Fire Emblem as well. I've never yeah. played Mario Bros. I mean, nope. I've never, I've never played a Mario game. It's crazy. Just, uh, just that Mario would lead me to think otherwise. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm totally kidding. But uh, right. that's, so that's, that's really cool, man. That's really cool. What? Uh, let's talk about the journey um, that you've been on to where. I mean, you took, you took, you took ninth at Genesis Six in 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 Ultimate just just a couple weeks ago. Uh, that's no small feat. There was like 2,100 uh, um, competitors. Uh, like how? What was what was your training regimen like? Like like and and when did you know like I'm going to really take this to the to the next level and and start competing as a as a professional? Um. Well, when I started competitive Smash back in 2013, my goal from day one was I want to be the best Olimar in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, like back during Brawl, that was what I wanted, and you know, kind of transfer over Smash Four. So right from the get go, it was always I need to push myself to be the best. I can be like, there's never, I never want to get complacent with, oh yeah, I made first at the or oh, I made second or whatever. It's like, I need to find the way to, if I win, I want to win better. You know, I remember early on in Smash 4, I would play like Wi Fi practice people and I'd beat them and then I would ask them for advice. Um, because it's like, I wanted to know how I could do it better. So I guess, you know, when Brawl was around, there wasn't too many tournaments in Florida at that time because the game was kind of on its way out. Mm-hmm. You know, Smash 4 was around the corner, other things like that. And then when Smash 4 came out, it was a lot of, like grinding all the time, playing, you know, eight hours a day or more a lot, and then trying to drive, because I had my own car at the time, so I could drive around Florida at my own, you know, discretion. 
and then trying to conflict up tournaments. And then I think a lot of Smash 4 for me, it was hard because flights are expensive and I didn't have money to do it. But I always wanted to push myself to kind of like get out there more, you know. I guess being a professional like Smash Bros. player or any like esports career like that has kind of always been like a dream because, you know, most people are like, oh yeah, I'd love to play games for a living. Um, and it's really hard to do. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in certain ways, you can kind of make it like a sustainable um, source. Like right now, like my, my main income is Smash Brothers. Um, but I'd say like halfway through Smash 4, when I got, you know, I was on the panel of the War Rankings. Um, I was 39th on that one. That was a point where I was like, okay, I'm really making this work. You know, and I had, you know, a girlfriend at the time who really supported me and my family who supported me and all that. And they were like really helping me get out there. But it's just like making sure that I can do it much as possible now that ultimate's out i'm like trying my best to literally be everywhere since i got picked up by armada that's even more so doable now um but for training stuff it's like i'm actually really bad about that you know i play the game a lot but i'm i don't i do like here and there like video analysis of like my previous matches and things like that i'll usually watch my losses and stuff but i'm not as like i guess diligent in that regard as some people would be i'm very focused on like let me play the game and let me figure out what's going wrong there so it's always like I like to play people. I like to like when I lose. I'm like, okay, we need to crack this code, so to speak, and really figure out what's going wrong. And that's always how I'm doing it. And then when I went into Genesis, um, yeah, I, I had a, I've had a rough beginning of the year. You know, a lot of things have happened. Some life stuff has changed for me. And at first, I wasn't even like confident in my ability to play or like my mindset. Mm. But as I kind of evaluated some things about myself and where I was in life. I was just like, okay, I think I'm ready to, to give it my 100 in Genesis. Um, and I practiced, you know, I, I did the best I could. I played online a lot because I live in a sub-region of Florida um, so that I might not have the most, like, top players accessible to me in the, like, local vicinity. So it's a lot of online practice and refining my habits there. And just, like, when I went to Genesis, I was like, okay, I'm going to do a job, essentially. Like, so I need to focus on that and just, like, putting everything I can into that and putting that practice into um, something tangible. I got you. What, you know, uh, early on, you said you played eight hours a day, right? Like, mm-hmm. did you ever have any like specific, like practice regimens or, you know, things that you um, would, you would do like exercises, you know, like, um, just working on specific moves or, or combos. Like, early, like, early on. And, um, so like, I, I'm not big on, like, training mode, you know, like, going in there and, like, labbing stuff out. I'm more of, like, I want to get it and I want to get hands-on experience. Like, if I think of a tech or if I think of some new strategy, I don't want to, like, go test it out in training mode. I want to test out to get someone who's going to fight me back on it. But um, back during, you know, early Brawl, when I was really trying to elevate my gameplay, and then, you know, the Wii and Brawls online wasn't very good. You weren't going to get a super good connection on that. I remember I saw the, um, the Melee document that had the Smash Brothers one. And some guy in that said he was like, oh, I wanted to get really good. So, you know, I'd go into like the game and I would practice like 50 short hop, you know, air auto cancel areas or 50 wave dashes or 50 like pieces of tech in a row so you could get it consistently. And back during Brawl, um, because I didn't have online, I didn't have anyone to play with at the time. I actually go into um, like the game in Brawl and I'd be like, okay, I want to do like 50 short hop, like turn around side beats or 50 short hop, you know, or like auto cancel up beats or this, this, this. Um, just like refine my general tech. But during during like Smash 4 and stuff when online was much more accessible, it was like eight hours of like playing. And I would find good players early on 
and you know they'd want to play me and i would kind of get nervous because i wasn't very known or i wasn't as good back then and i'd be like okay these good guys are taking the time out of their day to play me so i need to give them something to what like i need to keep them wanting to play me it was almost like a, a fear in a sense it's like if i'm not good enough they're gonna leave mm-hmm. um so there wasn't there wasn't so much like a oh you have to do this 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 but it was like i need to during these eight hours put every fiber of my being into analyzing and figuring out what's happening in these games so that i can provide some form of uh like value to them to where they want to keep playing and i think that helped me overall because it was like that desperation kind of forced me to think about what i'm doing and really refine my strategies and understand how to look at the game better love it i love it man that's great that's great and so how did those matches go with those pros were you able to or those better players was it uh was it the um, kind of thing that you were able to beat them or did they end up beating you but you were still giving them enough of a um of a challenge that they were like no we want to keep we want to keep you uh in the mix it started out um me doing pretty good i remember like there was a lot of players online who i like i play and i would beat or i would challenge but i remember one example you know the buzz that the player is really good um, he actually played me on like 3DS Wi-Fi super early on in Smash 4, right? Mm-hmm. And I played him and he trashed me. And I was like, okay, uh, we need to reevaluate <laughs> how we're going about this. Because I was really, you know, I was pretty good and I could give a lot of people on Wi-Fi like a run to their money. But he trashed me and then I was like, okay, that's great. Session over. And I was sitting there to rack my brain. What am I doing? What am I doing? And then I play him again and I get closer and then I get closer. And I remember one time I like took a game or a set off where it was like, oh, yes. This this is what I need. Like it was slowly like becoming a thing. You know, I could beat other really good players, but like I, I guess for him, he was that first instance of like, yes, you are showing that you're capable to stand toe to toe with these players. You know, it might only be a Wi-Fi session or whatever, but you went from getting no games taken to now, you know, trading games with. Um, so I think early on, if I did lose to someone, they would see that like, yeah, he's he's catching me with a lot of mix-ups. He's he plays in a very unorthodox way, you know, like I play Olimar, but I play aggressive. I like to be in your face and people don't expect that. Um, so I kind of keep them on their toes in that sense. So it was mixed. There were players who would, I would beat no problem. You know, they were pretty good. There were players who give me, you know, we go back and forth and there at the beginning, there were players who would like trash me. Um, but you know, it was always working towards that thing. And I think I did leave a, a good impression on a lot of players. You know, I'm pretty good friends with the buzz. Now we talk about all of our stuff enough. And we respect each other as players. I think. That's really, that's really cool. Really cool. One of the things I'm, I'm curious about, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners will be curious about too. Like, um, what is that? Like, what is your work life balance? Like, you know, playing, playing a game for eight hours, you know, on top of, of everything else that happens with life. Like, uh, is it, is it tough keeping, you know, keeping it all, all balanced. And now you're mixing in content creation and stuff as well. And I know now it's probably a little bit easier with the sponsorship, things like that. But, but before that, you know, what, what, what was that work-life balance like? Um, yeah, it's definitely tough. Um, and I know for the, the other content creators or like players who do a lot more than it's going to be crazy, but you know, I had, um, like balancing, I guess, a relationship, you know, with my girlfriend at the time in Smash 1 and all that stuff. That was very difficult. She played Smash, which made it a lot easier to kind of explain things. But at times it's like, do I go practice at the Smash Fest or do I go do something with her or, you know, or my family who I, you know, I, help my mother with things here and there and stuff like that it was you had to make some i guess compromises being like do i go do this or do i help them with that and it definitely wasn't easy um and i'm not gonna like lie and say i have the best time management that i schedule stuff the best but there were times where you had to be like what you know where do you draw the line on 
I guess, playing the game and practicing or going to spend time, you know, during that relationship with whether a friend, family, or you know, something close. Um, so it's not easy, but I think I did an all right job at it. Um, usually, like, my sleep schedule is not the best. I'm usually a bit of a night owl at times mm-hmm. um, where I'll stay up, and that's usually when I try and hammer out content creation. Um, when no one else was around and they would be awake and I was kind of alone, I could, like, kind of hammer that, you know, force that stuff out. But during the day, it was a lot of either practicing or streaming or going out and being with, you know, girlfriend or my friend or whatever it was at the time and trying to get that stuff done. But, you know, the daytime was usually reserved for more standard, like, uh, I guess, like, things that everyone does, you know, with relationships and stuff like that. Um, and then they were busy or if they were doing something else, I would usually try and practice and things like that. I try to keep my schedule pretty flexible for that reason um, so that I'm not like tied down to one specific thing. Um, and I think that helps me kind of jump back and forth where I need to in different uh, work and life stuff. Got you. Got you. So let's, uh, let's like, let's talk about when you started winning some of your, sort of winning some of these tournaments and like, what, what, like, what started going through your mind as like, you start, you know, you start winning your locals, you start kind of making a name for yourself. Like, I mean, what, yeah. What, like, just kind of, what was, what was going through your mind? Um, it's weird. You know, in brawl, I was all right. I think my best win was getting like my best, like placing this, you know, tournament in like Tampa. And I'd be like one of the four PR players. I was feeling pretty good. And then there was kind of that drop between Brawl and Smash 4. And Smash 4 came out, and I practiced a lot. And I went to my first Brawl, or my first Smash 4 tournament. It was on 3DS. You know, drove there, it was five hours away. And I got ninth. And I thought to myself, like, well, that's not right. I'm better. I'm good enough to be getting past ninth. And especially the players I lost to, I felt like I wasn't, like, I shouldn't have lost them. Like, the first guy that beat me, I was like, oh, hey, do you want a money match later? And then I beat him in a money match. And then the player who beat me after that, I was like, wait, I should be him. He plays a character that I beat. Um, so there was a lot of, like, revaluing that. And then when the Wii U version came out, you know, I'd already been grinding a lot of, like, Wi-Fi practice and things like that. I, like I said, I, lived in, I live in a smaller region of Florida. Um, where, um, and I actually, I went uncontested. Like, I didn't lose a tournament in my own region of Florida for a year um, during Smash 4 beating. And I went around Florida and I would win tournaments where I would get top three in pretty much everything. And I think it was kind of surreal. Like, oh, I'm actually good at this game. Like, really good. Um, and I thought, I always thought, like, I think pretty highly of myself, I guess, not to sound like egotistic or anything, but I think pretty highly of myself as like a player and I know where my skill is and what I can do. Um, so it wasn't like, like a total shock, but I was, I guess, more comfortable in like, yes, this is, this is why I play the game. If I play to win, you know, this is what I'm aiming for. So it's kind of like falling in place for me. Um, and I really do, you know, I think it helped me, honestly, that I started winning more because it, you know, how frustrating it can be if you try and do something, you put in a lot of work, and then it ends up like not working out. Or like you just can't produce the results that you bring in so much work for. It can be really discouraging. Um, and I never had that, I guess, getting to the point where I got really good. But once I hit there, I was like, okay, yeah, I've, I'm at a point where I know what I'm doing, you know, like this is, this is what I do. Um, and it kind of just became very comfortable for me. And then what I would try and do is now that I'm winning a lot of that, I'm really good. I wanted to try and push that back out to other people. It's like, oh, you're bad or you want to get good. Okay, let's do it. You know? 
ask me for advice. You know, I still, even to this day, I'm still like, I have all of our players or whatever message me all the time. And it's like, if I'm good, that's fine. That's what I wanted, right? That's my goal. Now let me help you get there. Um, so it's like, I guess like recycling in a sense. <laughs> I love it. So that, that year of Smash 4 that you said you kind of went uncontested in your in your locals, did you did you venture out a lot to, yeah. to more national competitions? Uh, not, there wasn't a ton of, um, I guess, like, there wasn't as many big tournaments back then for Smash 4. I was going around Florida all the time. Like, I went to, um, it was during, early on in Smash 4, it was during, I think, January. I went to Paragon, Orlando, which is like a smaller than a major, but like bigger than a regional, kind of that in the middle. Um, and I got fifth, and I lost to... Uh, you know, Zaltus, you know, uh, a Peach Rose player at the time, then else the Mewtwo came. And that was the first time I'd kind of ever been on that big stage because they had like a stage, they had like a stream. And I remember I I played Mewtwo King and I like two stock or two stocked in one game. And I was like feeling myself. I was like, oh I just two stocked Mewtwo King on stream. Okay, that's feeling pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh I had never experienced like having a, a big crowd like that behind me. And I, I didn't play with headphones at the time because I was kind of feeling out. And I remember the next game, they were like, two stock, two stock. And then I let it get to my head and then he beat me. <laughs> I was like, no. <laughs> um, but I went there and then I went to uh, Apex 2015. That was the first time I'd ever been to a national, right? That was the big starting point for like Smash 4. That was where everyone was really there. And I went and I lost to my two primary Wi-Fi training partners, which was the Buzz, Dinty. Both hits were game three last hit. And I was so frustrated. I was like, so I went to this, I went to this national and I lost the two guys who I practiced with more than anyone <laughs> and the two guys who played Olimar and Brawl. So it's like, these guys were like the, the go-to, you know, players to beat me. And then I made me feel a little bit better that the buzzwing got second. So I was like, okay, my loss isn't too bad. Um, right. But, you know, I try to travel around when I can. I was pretty confined to Florida for early on in Smash Wars just because, you know, like I said, travel's expensive. I live in a, you know, not a smaller region, but a not a, a popular one. So, like, I don't have like the luxury of flying out of like a popular airport, so flights are more expensive. Um, and it wasn't toward till like later on in the years where I would be able to fly out to stuff like the big house or uh, you know a two GG event or other things like that. Um, I always tried when I could. I think like 2017 was probably the the year where I was really going, and that's when I did get like uh, uh, on the PGR. Um, but early on, it was a lot of like Florida dominance, I guess, always driving around there and hitting up their locals whenever I could. Let's uh, I want to transition real quick and kind of just get some uh, get some uh, like beginner tips and advice stuff. So let's we'll move into the next section here. OK. So you were just mentioning like that, that recycling thing, you know, having people, you have a lot of people, um, asking you for, you know, tips and, and advice and stuff like that. Like what, what are some things that you give to, um, you know, beginner players and things like that? What do you, what do you, what do you recommend people do? Um, I generally, if you're, if you're just like a general player, this is even like tied specifically to all of them. I think the important thing is you have to put in a lot of work, obviously, into playing the game. That's the biggest thing. You're trying to get good at it. You need to do it. Um, and I think a lot of people are oftentimes focused too much on the more external influences, like, oh, I need to read this online guide, or, oh, I need to watch this video, or I need to do some abstract concept that, in theory, will help you, but you don't actually understand. Um, and not enough players are, like, playing the game. Uh, so, like, go play with your friends, play with whoever, 
play the game, but don't like mindlessly play for 14 hours, mashing the A button and losing track of time. Like every game needs to be an equal investment. You're trying to, you, when you sit down to play a game after that game or during the game, you need to be evaluating what's happening. And I know it's harder, you know, for low level players because they might not be as um, aware or mindful of what they're doing, but it's something you have to constantly practice. But yeah, it really is coming to like playing the game. I know a lot of players who, um, you know, I talk to them and they'll they'll be all right, but it's almost like they're, they're like a carbon copy of a guide they read online. Mm. They'll try and like do just that. You know, and I was talking to a friend yesterday about it on our way home from our tournament. I was like, yeah, there's this player and it feels like I'm reading the guide for this character and there's little creativity. They don't let themselves express themselves as players. Um, and that's why I think it can sometimes be detrimental to watch a top player because you try so hard to just copy them. Interesting. I like, I like hearing that. Cause I mean, a lot of times we recommend people go and watch, but I like what you're saying. Like you still need to have, you still need to put, uh, your style your into the mix. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, uh, it's not like I, I put out guides. I mean, I want people to watch, I want people to learn information, but knowing how to apply that information is the important part. Like if I tell you to neutral air on shield, cause it's safe or whatever, that means, yeah, neutral air on shield, but you can't only do that. You know, you have to understand how to mix it up, how to add flavor to it so it's not the same thing every time. Um, so, yeah, playing the game is the most important thing to get into. Well, and I like to, you know, like what you're saying about kind of evaluating as you play. Like, I will even audibly say, like, oh, I should have crossed that up. You know, yeah. if I end up if I end up landing in front and like hitting my tornado on a shield, I know I'm getting punished. Like I'm like, this is this is this is be, that has become one of my one of my areas that I'm like, that has to stop. Like that's a that has become a bad habit of mine. And it's like yeah. I need to make sure that I'm if I'm going to approach with that tornado, I have to cross up with it so that I am either can get out and not put myself in disadvantage. Right. And so, um, but that does, ha- and it, it, it totally happens with time, you know, because if there, if you, um, because I know like when, when we had this, we had this, uh, this was told to us early on, you know, we were playing with, uh, um, uh, peon from beyond the metagame. And he's mm-hmm. like, you know, he's asking me like, why, you know, why did you die right there? And I'm like, uh, cause you forward smash me, but it, you know, it, you know what I mean? Like that, cause that's yeah. where, that's where I was at that, at that time. Like now I'm like, Oh yeah, of course I can see this is where, this is where I made a mistake or yeah. this is where they, this is a good opportunity for me to focus on. Like, you know, th- this may be a, 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 a move that somebody does regularly, not necessarily just that opponent, but multiple opponents, right. That's like, Oh, this is something I really need to pick up on. You know, even something as basic, just to illustrate it, as basic as watching the way people, um, a lot of times people will roll right towards me when I'm at a perfect distance for a grab, you know, and probably 85% of the time I'm waiting for somebody to roll towards me. And like a lot of times that happens and it's immediate, like 15 to 30% uh, more damage, you know? And so, um, and that's, I mean, that's a very simple illustration, obviously, but that's the kind of stuff, the more you play the game, like you're suggesting people do just play, you're going to pick up on this stuff while you're playing. It's, I mean, it is helpful, of course, to record your gameplay and, and, and look back on it and, and see, you know, you can definitely pick stuff apart and rewatch, but like it, do you remember Myron? Like when, when that kind of started happening for you, like you were like, Oh, I'm totally like, like where you, um, you, you pick up on the fact that like, Oh yeah, I'm making this mistake or I'm, you know, um, I, this is working, that kind of thing. I think, 
I don't remember. I guess I don't remember like the exact moment where it just like clicked because I think everyone has that like oh it clicks moment. Um, but I guess pinpointing would be a little bit difficult. I went, you know, back towards uh, in 2014, you know, before Smash 4 came out, but when Brawl was on kind of its like last year, so to speak. Uh, I was going to college up in Jacksonville, Florida, right? Mm-hmm. And I was not a very good student, I'll say that, but I did play a lot of Smash. <laughs> um, they had they had like a, a, a game room there at the college, you know, where they had like Wii's and Playstations and all that stuff and people could go and play it. You know, I was down there every day playing Smash. I mean, my friends are down there playing every Smash. So it's just a lot of grinding. I think everyone learns passively, right? Like, you know, if we play, you know, 10 hours, if you're not consciously doing it, you'll subconsciously go, maybe I should have gone from the ledge after 10 hours of getting, you know, forward Smash to the ledge. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, being able to kind of pick it up, I think, yeah, I picked up like subconscious habits and I would get a bit better at stuff. Like when I was in Jacksonville College, they taught me how to DI because I was really bad at it. I remember I was playing and I was like, they dumped on me and I'm like, they're like, why are you dying? I was like, oh, I hold down because I want to go down. And they're like, that's not how you DI. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then the, they like beat it into me almost with their characters. And I was like, okay. And then now I really get DI. Um, so the little things like that, I think. The best example I could give, kind of going back to when I started Smash 4, was like that desperation to adapt to these mm. players. It was like, I don't have a choice whether I adapt or not. I either adapt or I lose my credibility and I lose my ability to improve because I don't have, I don't have the access to these players. So it was kind of, I guess if I had to pinpoint it to that, it would be like early Smash 4, 3DS, early Wi-Fi days like that. It's like, there is no option. You're going to do it now. And I mean, I've always been fairly good at video games. Like, you know, I've always been better than, you know, the average person, I guess, when I write play with others. Mm-hmm. So it was just doing that a lot. But one thing I do, uh, what I do recommend to players, if they, if they struggle to um, kind of figure out that mindfulness, like you said earlier, you know, you'll land, cross someone up on accident, like, oh, I shouldn't have crossed that up or I should have or whatever. I, I encourage you to practice techniques that will assist you. If you need to say out loud, oh, I flubbed my role there. Oh, I, I didn't mean to do that. Like, don't, who cares what the other person's thinking? If it's a tournament, be respectful. It's friendlies. Do these things if you need to, to, to commit your habits to memory. If you need to improve your gameplay, you got to say, oh, I didn't mean to roll there. I shouldn't have rolled there. That's fine. If it's going to help you remember, that's the important thing. You're playing for yourself first and foremost. You know, as long as you can do it in a respectful manner. And I think you, you, you go to a local or anything, you, you'll almost see that even if it's not audible. Like, you'll see mm-hmm. the, the, the head shake. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, that, I, that's almost everyone saying, I, I, didn't, I yeah. did something I shouldn't have done there. Yeah, oh no, I've done that. You know, catch me in grand finals of a tournament, they'll hit me with something. I'm like, you got me. <laughs> I should not have done it. You know, like you gotta, you gotta give your opponent benefit. You know, you gotta give them the credit when it's due. Um, but yeah, like I've told people, write things down in a notebook if you do after the game or when you're playing friendlies. You lose a stock, pause it, take it down. Don't don't be embarrassed or afraid to do certain tactics that will help you improve. You know, like it, that's the goal. That's why you play the game. Like fun, obviously, but improving is also always a thing. If you're competing, you want to. Um, so just do that, you know, don't be afraid to talk out loud, don't be afraid to discuss with your opponent, ask for advice, be very specific when you ask to, like, I, I can't tell you how many people come up to me and they're like, hey, Myron, how do you deal with disadvantage, neutral, advantage combos against Fox? And I'm like, you want me to write you a book? <laughs> that's, that's a lot of information, my dude. Um, could we, you know, single that down to like one example and I can try and help with that? Uh, so, you know, keep your questions specific detailed on topic and you'll usually get a better answer than like asking for literally 
<laughs> Could you just real quick write me the script for your next video? Like Myron, I see you're really good. Could you just tell me how to win my locals? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called Years and Years of Trouble. <laughs> yeah, I took a lot of losses earlier. <laughs> right right well hey man we want to be uh we want to be cognizant of your time here so um where where can people uh find you you know twitch twitter that kind of stuff uh my twitch my twitter and my youtube are all myron ssb m-y-r-a-n-s-s-b um i stream semi-regularly trying to get back into the swing of things usually during the weekdays around like 2 p.m eastern standard time uh, what I've been doing right now. I usually stream Smash. Uh, you'll find like high-level games on there, uh, like with other good players. I'll occasionally do viewer battles. I've been trying to get back into that about it. Um, and then I also do like uh, VOD analysis from like big Twitch streams, uh, where like I usually stick to all of That's my expertise. Um, but like me, you have to buzz of shoot ton of other players. So, like, so you you will come in there and you'll get like a lot of information. And I I encourage people to come to my stream and be like, hey, Myron, you know, how do I deal with this? How you know, do you have advice for this? Like, I like it when people ask me information because. If I know it, I want to share it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, my Twitter, you can find updates on that. If you ever see me at a tournament, you want to come say, hey, I'm more than happy to talk with you. Um, so you'll be able to find out what terms we go over there. And then my YouTube, uh, I put out informational, uh, like, videos like that. I have a guide up there for, like, a basic all of our guide if you want to get into him, like, really give you some of the important stuff about that. And then I'm, you know, in the work with more content, and I put up my analysis and stuff on there. And guys, he's super approachable. Like we were at uh, pre Genesis, we were we had a, our our switch set up, and he was just having. A, I don't know if you were having a drink or some food or whatever. You were just standing next to me. I was like, "Hey, man, what's going on?" You know, like, and yeah. we we kind of just hit it off, and you know, and and I, now here we are. I might look menacing because my face does that, but I'm very nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome! That's awesome, Crawler. Where can people find you, bud? Uh, you guys can find me hanging out in Josh's Discord, n64josh.com uh, slash Discord. And uh, also sometimes on Twitter, sometimes on Twitch, uh, Nightcrawler74, Nightcrawlers without the E. And uh, yeah, catch me there. Guys, you can follow me on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, all the places. It's at N64Josh. I do want to let you guys know we just started our first two episodes of Smash School. That's going to be exclusive to YouTube because we're going there's some gameplay mixing and stuff there. We've done two episodes so far. It is really a beginner focused uh, series where if you know and you can get involved if you're a beginner and you want to be able to um, have, you know, have some gameplay analyzed or have uh, have some questions answered, you know, even if it's very basic stuff like you're more than welcome to come hang out join us i'm going to try to do at least a couple of them on the weekends and uh they're just little 10 minute little little 10 minute episodes but i uh, so far we did our first episode i mentioned it in the last podcast but immediately the per- ken was like hey i just won my first match after doing after doing smash school this is amazing you know so like uh it's a lot of fun so come come check that out make sure to follow myron guys on all the places we'll have links in the notes for you um the notes will be found at n64josh.com slash sbc62 and uh if uh, again you want to get yourself a free book from audible go to audibletrial.com slash sbc get something awesome like ready player one uh the chair i'm sitting in from opc go to n64josh.com slash opc you automatically save ten dollars at checkout guys if you can rate and review on itunes we greatly appreciate it and we will see you in the next episode thank you so much bye now